Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hi, this is Stacy Eldridge. I'm with Lori McConnell and Lisa Beck, and we are having a fabulous conversation. And this rambling started because I wanted to talk about how to tangibly love people that we know are in a season of intense trial, intense suffering. Everybody goes through them. And I think there should be a book written. Like, how do you love somebody who's going through chemotherapy? How do you love their spouse? Can you give me, because you're in it, Lori, your husband, Craig, is going through battles with cancer and in a season of chemotherapy. And Lisa, you have been through it. So if you could tell people, and guess what? You can. Hmm. Here's how it would really be helpful for you, a way for you to love us in it, a tangible way to minister to us in it. What comes to your mind? Well, there are books written about it, but they're not the books that have been helpful. And, you know, I feel like I'm still so much in the middle of this. And I think the hardest thing is you just feel so lonely. Uh-huh. And so what does it look like just to come alongside someone? And it's not just giving someone a verse. It's coming alongside them in a very practical way or a loving way. And to be honest with you, I don't even know what that looks like half the time for me right now. Mm-hmm. Because there's times when I want to be alone or mm-hmm. I don't want someone to come alongside me. Or I'd rather hole up in the house. But I guess to pursue, to not be afraid to continue to pursue someone that is in pain and to move towards them, not away from them, even if that's what you're feeling from them. Mm -hmm. And yet wisdom, walking with God in that as well, and in practical ways, you know, and it's the meal, yes, but there's other ways as well. You know, not everybody can do a meal or everybody can you know, bring something over to eat. I've had people that have loved us and dropped things off at the porch, you know, and just to be thinking of you. Like you guys the other night, just dropping over a pint of ice cream. We love you. It just, that pulls you out. Craig and I were both in a really hard place and that just pulled us out of that hard place. And it was, the ice cream was really good, by the way. Oh, good. But it's bigger than the ice cream. It's like, We know you're there. You're not alone. We see you. We're with you. We love you. I've got a friend whose husband is really suffering, too, a couple of friends, actually. And she's got three young boys. Mm -hmm. And just how her community has been able to come alongside her in ways have been a rescue to their family and keeping their family afloat, whether it is, you know, there's one gal who comes and helps her with her laundry every Tuesday morning. Mm. Every Tuesday morning, whether she needs it or not, she is there. And she has been faithful to be there for her. And some days it's laundry and some days it's just talking, you know. And it's it can start feeling uncomfortable, too, because, I mean, our season is, well, we've been in and out of intense seasons. But I think people seem to think that you're back or that you should be back 100% or, and for me, I'm talking about myself, not my husband, but just re-entering into life and re-entering it in the way that you did before mm-hmm. the sickness. and Which is not going to happen. You know? No, no. 
and there's parts of it I don't want to enter back into right. that. I feel like, you know, we can be so busy, and I'm just realizing that that's not, that's not life-giving for me, and it's not life-giving for others in my life either. And so that learning to say no has been huge, and just even being able to be encouraged to say no, that that's okay. So I think one of the things that people can would be really helpful is just to know, like Lisa, you've been through breast cancer, but is it over? You have lived with that. And for people just to assume that your life goes on and that it doesn't impact your life on a regular basis, you know, it does. And it, you just, I think it, we tend to forget, okay, you know, it's like a broken arm. It's healed, you go on. And not all suffering is like that. No, we're changed. Mm-hmm. We're changed by it. And right, the not going back. There's no going mm-hmm. back. So one of the things I'm hearing, Lori, is just the wisdom of we need to be getting our life from God and even asking him, how do I love? Like we have the Holy Spirit as a counselor to give us those nudges of mm-hmm call them. And you know that. You know when you get that call them thing or write them a note Mm -hmm. and you ignore it and then later you learn like, oh man, they needed a call right then. and Or just Mm -hmm. let those be those opportunities to pray for them. But just to to follow up, to be attentive, to be paying attention, to let you know that you were sick. You were in the hospital. You were not forgotten. But if you're not told that, then we think we're forgotten. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sickness is so isolating anyway that you need reminders in many different forms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Craig was in the middle of his chemo and his immune system was so low and he had to have all his meals, well, I had to make them because he had to have certain things and and just making sure everything was pretty sterile and stuff. And so... Just even in that, there is so, there is a lot of loneliness there for me because having to, um, whether it's keeping my house or my home or my husband, there was just so much weight you feel and things that people can't do. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm wanting to come away from that is that there's other ways that we can come alongside people. And people did that for me as well. But uh, it's just, isolating peace is hard and and when you're isolated and when you are alone for me my tendency is to just dig deeper into that hole and I can isolate and that's not my normal personality or who I am but I can find myself spinning into wanting to be become even more isolated Mm -hmm. so I think you know finding ways to and if you know your friend or your relative, that how you can draw them out or love them in ways that will pull them out of that isolation. And that takes walking with God. It does. And the courage to pick up the phone, the courage to just do it. To mm-hmm. offer. Yes. Yeah. When you know that the person is in a deep, dark hole and you're not likely to see that result. You're not likely to get the laugh or the the cheery face while you're there or what you're doing, but the offering is huge. And it's very unselfish to offer 
and it can feel so so minimal yes. or so insignificant, and yet it could be the most significant part of that person's day, you know, mm-hmm. reminding them that God is good. He is out there, and he's, you know, through a friend or through a gesture. Because when you isolate, you really do narrow your focus and your perspective on what's actually true. And you take your how sick you feel and how sad you are because it all goes together, and you make that your truth. Mm -hmm. And it's about you. It becomes even more so about you, and that's not how I want to live. It's about, you know, when I isolate, my eyes are on me and my pain and Mm -hmm. my situation, and that does not bring fruit into my life. That's not the way I want to live. For you two, how helpful has it been when people say, hey, if you need anything, call me? There are some people that I could call, Uh but for the most part, if they don't say, I will come Tuesday morning and do your laundry, then you're exhausted just in your trial in your whatever you're walking through. So coming up with a schedule for somebody to do something for you is overwhelming. It needs to be specific Mm -hmm. and have the freedom to say, now that doesn't work for me, Mm -hmm. for you to come Tuesday morning and do my laundry, but how about Thursday? But if, you know, if they do something... And wash my windows. And the windows would be really good. (laughs) And chocolate cake would be fabulous. Okay, that's so good. See, that's like a specific. So... Offer something specific. Yes. Don't be offended if the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And offer again. And offer again. And, you know, the other thing, too, is women in our relationships with men especially, we want them to just know what we need. Well, is that wrong? I don't understand what you're saying. And they should. And they should. What am I thinking right now? (laughs) But. To ask sometimes is really hard. Yes. And, or to to be a little more specific about your need or the fear of someone running out on you. <laughs> but it's really hard to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, hard to ask because you feel so deep in that hole. Yeah. And I think you lose almost the ability to know what you need. You don't know what you need. Right. Right. We have to wrap this up, but just remind you of the most excellent way is to love. Love. What we need is love. What we want to offer is love. And so for those around us and for our own selves, asking God to love through us, receive his love, his mercy, and go ahead and risk offering it to others. Those in your life, whether they're soaring or suffering, they need you. Bless you today. Have a wonderful day because you are loved. Hmm.